Boraway Army and fellow music fans, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS from the Consequence Podcast Network. We're a bi-weekly show that covers the impact and legacy of K-pop group BTS. We mix the perfect blend of research and fangirl as we take a deep dive into lyrics during album reviews, theorize over music videos, and keep up with their current events. No BTS topic is off limits. We welcome everyone into the conversation, whether you're a casual fan, committed ARMY, or someone who's just curious about one of the biggest music groups in the world. Come chat with us every other Thursday with a new episode wherever podcasts are found. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Spark Parade, a show where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me as always. Hey, I'm back. I had a really lovely vacation. Thanks so much for asking. And now I'm back and we're going to have so much fun together, you and I. It is going to be great. So what's happening today, you ask? Well, you're going to hear my chat with composer and pianist Black Bach about his spark, the film Green Book. Is it a phenomenal conversation? Yes. Will you love it? Also, yes. Will you have to wait much longer to hear it? No. Only another minute or two. But since you're so keen, let's get to it. Quick Black Bach facts. Black Bach, born Charles Wilson III, is a uniquely gifted neoclassical piano prodigy from Detroit who uses his dexterous arrangements and melodic scores to audibly illustrate experience, that of his own and his communities, across pivotal moments in American history. He has toured as a lead pianist and musical director with artists such as Rihanna, Justin Timberlake, Demi Lovato, Cirque du Soleil, John Mayer, and more. Uh, Black Box critically acclaimed debut album Black Book served as a founding cornerstone at the Juneteenth Foundation's Freedom Concert. And it is out now. Uh, quick Green Book facts. Green Book is a 2018 American biographical film directed by Peter Farrelly. Starring Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen, the film is inspired by the true story of a 1962 tour of the Deep South by African-American pianist Don Shirley and Italian-American bouncer and later actor Frank Vallelonga, who served as Shirley's driver and bodyguard. It is named after the Negro Motorist Green Book, a guidebook for African-American travelers published by Victor Hugo Green from 1936 to 1966. Green Book received numerous nominations and awards, including the Academy Award for Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor for Mahershala Ali. And that's everything you need to know for now. So uh, I guess there's only one thing left to do. Listen to the amazing interview. So here comes my chat with Black Buck about Green Book. The uh, jumping off point is always uh, the origin story. So do you remember discovering this movie for the first time, being turned on to it? Yeah. Um, so the head of my label, basically before we even got all this started, he asked me to watch this movie. And I remember the first day I, I watched it and then I watched it like I watched it five times the first day. 
Wow. Like I watched it just back to back to back to back. I couldn't believe how incredible this story was and how much it resonated with me. Um, and uh, how I just I just felt the vibe immediately from this movie. And, and it just was like so intriguing. And um, I knew that this was something that I could emulate and it was a place where um, I could take inspiration from. So, um, and then of course I went down the rabbit hole with what it was and what is the green book and mm. everything, uh, the history behind it all, the history behind Don Shirley. Um, and even that story in itself, like who were the real players? You know, you know, you always look at a movie and you're like, okay, that's a portrayal of a person. Like, let me find out who the real person was. Right. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of went down a rabbit hole the first day. I remember. Yeah. Had, had you, uh, heard of, uh, Don Shirley before this, this movie or yeah, that this was my first exposure to him from, from this. So yeah, I had heard of him, but hadn't really done a lot of research. Um, I knew that he was, a uh, like from what I had understood at that point, Don Shirley was a jazz pianist, which is crazy because that's where they kind of classify him is as a jazz pianist, but he was very much a force, um, as a black classical pianist. Mm-hmm. And I know he definitely resisted that classification that it's like, you know, he's classically trained. He um, took inspiration from lots of different kind of music. Um, but there also, I mean, you know, there's all of these uh, complicated issues that come up from this movie, as as you've um, just, just said. But one of the things is uh, the idea of what this country in particular, but the whole world thinks, uh, black people are capable of and where like having a very narrow definition of black music, of the kinds of music that black people can, or even should have access to. And it felt like his, his music was a, a direct reaction to that, but also really wanted to push back on those ideas and say, I can play classical music just as much as anybody else can. And I can do it very, very well, but I also am, you know, uh, an individual. I am coming up with my own ideas. I am developing my own music and in some ways, like his own genre. Um, So uh, a pretty remarkable man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his story, like I said, for me as a classical player, I've I've faced some of the same, same thing. It's so crazy to even say this. That in 2022, a black classical pianist from Detroit still faces racism. Mm-hmm. Like recently, not not meaning like you know ten years ago. I mean like two months ago. Right. You know, very very uh, very strong palpable racism within the classical community. Mm-hmm. Um, there is sort of like this quote unquote formula for a concert pianist. You know, you study through your childhood and then you go to a music conservatory and you study and you win a bunch of competitions and you, like there's this path that's kind of set aside and the classical world accepts you if you've done that path. Mm-hmm. But if you've done something like me where um, step one, yes, I took, I studied classical piano as a child, but then step two and step three and all the conservatory and studying in college, that stuff wasn't accessible to me. So I had to basically come up with my own way of, you know, getting into this, this genre of music. Like I had to, you know, get bits and pieces over here, bits and pieces over there. I've never taken um, composition classes. No one's ever sat me down and said, okay, this is how you compose classical music. 
So for me, this whole project is one big experiment. Um, it's just me doing what I think is natural to my soul, um, which very much speaks to black music and to um, the history of black music has always been, even when you look at jazz and you look at blues and, and uh, rock and roll and, and soul music, like these are things that were created because people were just doing what felt natural to them. Mm -hmm. um, so this has been a little bit of my journey as well. So, you know, green, watching Green Book was like, oh my gosh, it was almost like watching myself on screen. And I, I consider myself a brave soul as well. So, you know, if I was in that position, would I have made that choice to tour the Deep South? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I would love to do that now, like go into places that may be dangerous for me, but knowing that music is the thing that binds and connects us and that there's no power that's stronger than music. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, I think it's somewhere around just just below 2% of uh, musicians in the classical world who are black. And, you know, that that didn't happen by accident. That's that's oh. by design. And design. it's this intersection between uh, race and access to opportunity. And they're totally related. They're intertwined. Um, but the expectation being you need to get access to those opportunities yourself. And even then doing everything the right way, you know, even if in an ideal world you had access to everything that you needed to make all of those things happen and follow the path that you just laid out, it still doesn't guarantee you acceptance from that community. Yeah, you know, absolutely. there's yeah. this idea that it's like, Oh, all, all forms of pop music have been influenced by black music, but Classical music is the purview of white people, and it's this, Absolutely. it's very old, white people have mm -hmm. complete ownership over it, and black people don't need to worry about that. <laughs> and it's like, of right, course, exactly. all music is, is accessible to everyone. Um, right. and, and that's got to be, um, you know, I, the, the thing that we all strive towards is, is equity across the board, but especially when it comes to the arts, because um, it's, so, it's such a an important tool uh, for communication. And like you said, t touring around the deep South, doing it at a time when uh, for Dr. Shirley, it was very, very dangerous, potentially life-threatening, but saying, you know, making that statement through his music, through his presence, this is music that's for me and I'm doing it in a way that nobody else is doing it. And I'm, highly skilled i'm at the top of my game i'm at the top of the industry um and you know what a statement to make also just the uh green book itself i know the movie doesn't really dig in too much to that but um you know i've, I've heard about it before and you know the concept of sundown towns and all of those things yeah. but um i don't know i'd like to say that <laughs> we live in a very different world now but I mean, there are differences, but, um, yeah, just, I, I, I thought that whole concept of having a guide, um, to help black people travel safely and, yeah. um, be yeah. tourists and, and just get around the country was, was really amazing. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. I mean, and, and even in my research, finding out that, um, Victor Green was a postal worker, um, and that's how he put it together. He just basically, as he was delivering packages, he found places where, uh, it's safe for black people to you know, have restaurants and, and salons and 
nightclubs and you name it. Um, but to put together that list in a book, you know, was super helpful. And, you know, especially like you said, talking about sundown towns, I mean, it's, it's so tragic that that stuff still exists. You know, it's, it's not gone, you know, in, in American culture, I wish that there was, there was a way that we could, uh, like I said, I would be game for going to a sundown town and doing a show at night. Mm. Like, you know, to me, I feel like I have to be the vehicle that continues the legacy of this story. Like, hence my album, Black Book, is the continuation of Green Book. Um, continuing to be brave, like Don Shirley, like, you know, this is, you know, music is the ultimate connector. It's the ultimate form of love. And if you can't feel that, then there's something wrong. Time for a quick break, because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here. But we'll be right back. Yeah, just being in a unique position, being somebody who's a public figure, it, it you know, and, and acknowledging that it's, it, it's a, you have the ability to travel the country and perform for people and there's a demand for your presence. So being able to using your public uh, visibility as a means of spreading that message of, yes. you know, bringing your music to all different kinds of people and not just to change people's minds or to expose people to something that they may not have been exposed to before, but just because, you know, it's good music yeah. and, um, yeah, you know, exactly. you would, you would tour anyway. Um, but just yeah. not limiting yourself in the places that you would, you can go to. Yeah. It's crazy because I also, I also think that for, I also would love my music to represent an, an entrance ramp also for others who, you know, I, I had a very interesting conversation with a friend who said, where do you fit in black music? I said, what do you mean? Where do I fit in black music? I do music and I'm black. Like, mm. <laughs> it's just what it is. If you want to listen to my music, then here's a great entrance ramp. Here's a way into this, this uh, world of classical music. Um, more than anything, my, my goal is to be able to tell stories with no words. Um, so in composing, um, I think that's kind of where this, this perfect meeting place, meeting of minds, where you have people who are traditional classical listeners and these people who are new, who have never experienced this. And this is a great way for them to enter into this world. And then to open up a conversation between these people that say, you know, oh, I really like Black Bach. What else can I listen to? And they say, whoa, well, Debussy's great. Oh, well, Chopin is great. Oh, well, um, Joseph Bunye is great. Or uh, William Grant Steele is great. You know, so it just kind of opens up um, and I, like I said, I think this movie illustrated that as well, how you can bring new listeners into the fold and open up classical music uh, to new listeners. Right. And, you know, in addition to um, pushing people's idea of who, uh, which, which races should have access to classical music, right. also right. talking about class, talking about um, age, you know, I think in a lot of people's minds, classical music is this thing. It's you go to the symphony, you wear a tuxedo, you're white and you're 80 years old. And that's the only, those are the only <laughs> people who can have access to it. Um, nope. And yeah, just like op opening people's minds uh, and, yeah. you know, saying this is for you. Listen to what I'm doing. 
use this as a, a springboard, you know, uh, open your mind, get involved in, in this, you know, it's a really old form of music that's been around for a long time. Some of the composers you've, you've listed have, you know, these are yeah. com compositions that are hundreds of years old, but they're still very relevant. And I think the fact that a lot of them are, uh, just instrumental, they don't have lyrics to them, make them timeless as well. So right. yeah, right. just, um, opening up that world to a whole, whole range of people is, is amazing. Yeah. Like I said, come to my concert, wear whatever you want, <laughs> <laughs> wear whatever, like, uh, you know, wear your jeans, be comfortable. You know, this is, um, a different experience. Yeah. This is classical music in a different way. I mean, for me, even all the old ways, my idea is to turn all that on its head. Like it doesn't have to be very formal. It doesn't have to be very stiff or uptight or based on class. This is for everybody. This is for all of us to enjoy and to enjoy it in a way that's comfortable for us. Right. Yeah. And uh, another thing, what you were saying about like, uh, movies being, a, a certain version of a person's life that this is, you know, like, a uh, biopic, but it's, um, from a certain vantage point. And I think also with music, with films, being able to tell your own story through your work, um, is a really validating experience as well. Like this, this movie on its own is like, it can stand on its own, but there are other stories to tell about Don Shirley, about everyone in that film and about the context and about, um, everything. So having that snapshot again, as a springboard, as an entry point, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, being able to tell all kinds of stories from all different kinds of points of view and backgrounds and, and whatever that opening up all forms of art to all people and helping them to engage with people who aren't, uh, you know, don't have the same background as them, people outside of their own experience. Um, and, uh, yeah, I talk about this a lot on this show, so I feel like I'm repeating myself to anybody who's, who's listening, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, another thing that you talk about the stories that are kind of written within the movie. Um, another very important story to me was, you know, him choosing an Italian road manager. Mm. You know, this, the, the two, these are two people from different sides of the track who are thrown in together for their, for their survival almost. Mm. Um, it's very interesting, especially with the movie, because um, the head of my label is this really tall, six four, six five Jewish guy. Mm. And I love Billy so much because he said, after I watched the movie, I said, Billy, this is amazing. He said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. I'm the guy driving and you're the guy in the backseat. So just to, you know, to kind of bring that back together, like we literally, th this movie was the blueprint for everything that we're creating right now. Right. Um just to know that I have uh, a group of people that surround me, which are from all different places and all different walks of life. Um, and we're all coming together to support this type of music and to support the art that I'm creating and vision. So um, to me, that was a very important story that was kind of written within the story was, here are two people that are like not the same and mm -hmm. they're you know forced together and they're creating together. So, um, just the blending of, of cultures is uh, like a very important story that was in inside of the movie itself. Right. And it's, uh, you know, an important part of 
not just the arts, but of all kinds of work. You have to have different perspectives. If you only have one line of thinking, if you only have one kind of person working on something, it's a very limited view of what that thing is. Um, and so having contrasting perspectives and, you know, in this case, it was like about survival, literally, you know, uh, Don Shirley's safety, um, and just taking in, into account all of those factors and then building a relationship with that person and finding new ways that you complement and challenge each other. Um, so yeah, it's all, it's all pretty great stuff. Uh, I feel, uh, pretty good. Do you feel good? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been this has been yeah, really great. great. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for making time for me. I know you're a busy guy, but I uh, I really appreciate this. This was awesome. Anytime. Great. Yeah. This is great. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. All right. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye bye. All right. What a lovely guy. Thanks again to Blackbox. That was tons of fun. Uh, you can stream and download Black Box debut album, Black Book, right now, wherever you do your streaming and downloading. And that's about it for this week. Please, for the love of God, follow me on social media at Spark Parade. It'll make you feel great if you do it. I promise. And um, other than that, stay out of trouble. Keep that little chin up. And until next time... Bye-bye.